The Punch Cast, an exclusive Big Punch Studios podcast for our patrons and subscribers. Keep that in. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the very first episode of the Punchcast, a very exclusive podcast from Big Punch Studios to you, our wonderful patrons and subscribers. Hello, I'm John. Hello, I'm Lucy. Hello, I'm Nick. Hello, I'm Ali. And hello, we're all very tired. Oh, so, so <laughs> very tired. tired. Like, like horrendously, I, I can feel my eyeballs. Like, I'm aware of it, my eyeballs. Yeah, this is tired. a physical sensation. This, this tiredness. This is like my third cup of coffee today. It's good, it's good. As long as it hasn't ended up all over the sofa, we're fine. <laughs> Victory sip. Why are we so tired? MCM Comic Con. MCM Comic Con. What a Comic Con it was. Yeah. Crazy. What does MCM stand for? Is it movies, comics, and manga? Oh, that, well, that was easy. Or memorabilia? No, memorabilia. Because no, they, they say MCM it? memorabilia, don't they? That's a separate uh, show. So. Yeah. I thought it was my chemical. Moments. Moment. Mo, my chemical moment. <laughs> my, 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 oh, forget it. That's why they have the sniffer dogs for people, to, you know, find people, people having, their, their, chemical yeah, having their chemical moment. There was, yeah. a, there was a lady at our school who was having a chemical moment when the sniffer dog went by. She was like, don't, don't draw attention to me. Don't look at me. My whole cosplay is made of marijuana. They were, <laughs> my chunky marijuana. <laughs> <laughs> That sounds like it sounds like a kid's equivalent, you know, like my first something. It's like my first marijuana. We um, chunky marijuana. Uh, MC, as a little bit of context for those who don't know, MCM London, yeah, part of the hyper mega hyper mega global Epic MCM Corp. corporation. <laughs> uh, MCM London is the biggest convention they put on. They do many. Arguably the, the biggest convention in the UK. Yeah, I think. I mean, there's some argument. I met quite a few people who said so biggest convention in Europe currently yeah, yeah. Um, we, we, although I have heard about that crazy four day Paris manga expo yeah Japan, Japan expo. expo Japan expo that's it because we had some people over there were some people at our table from Sweden 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 Norway there's someone I love come, Swedish food someone come from France I'm assuming France. I love Sweden because I love you, the food yeah. you love Ikea I love Ikea it's a subtle difference don't eat furniture <laughs> 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 uh, I hear I hear the country of Sweden is organised much like an Ikea school. Like a sort of <laughs> guided maze. When you get off the airplane, they give you a little notebook, uh, a very Real small pencil. pencil yeah. And, uh, and there are arrows book. everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> so There's only one way through Sweden. It's just mm. follow the arrows. I remember in the 50s, there was a, a terrible civil war in Sweden between the kitchen and the bathroom Department. regions. Yeah. Because the whole tribes. of Sweden is indoor. Yeah, it the is actually. The entire country it's, is indoor. It's like a tiny... Or a gig- opposite of tiny, like a gigantic blue and yellow cube. Yeah. yeah. Awful electrical quality, though. Like, none of their TVs <laughs> yeah. seem to work. Properly. And all their yeah, light bulbs have so different hollow. connections. Like, Everything's sort of plastic and they've got a fake quality. And how do we go to the toilet? Because there's never any plumbing. No. Yeah. They're just fake toilets. Whenever I've gone to the toilet, they're like, yeah. Yeah, they get angry. <laughs> they get angry for some reason. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, oh. we love Sweden, so moving on. And we also, uh, we <laughs> also love MCM. We all, yes. Which yes. is uh, a very, very, very big, loud, joyous, merchandise-heavy, <laughs> merchandise-heavy, nightmarish and wonderful convention in yeah. the London Excel Centre. And I think I'm losing track of the number of times we've been to the Excel Centre now in our 
giddy it's a little home away from career home. yeah it kind of is yeah. like i you know when we sort of wander out we know the where concourse. the sneaky toilets are now that's yeah it's like you know where the hidden loos are and it's that's like how you know you've been there too much oh we're hungry <laughs> need to get some lunch oh we'll just pop over to the nearest you know subway or whatever we, we know where they all are and it's mm. it, genuinely i feel at home in the excel center i want to leave when yeah. it's done do you know what i mean yeah. right? like it is a home away from home our first ever show was in the excel yeah. center isn't it like it's not far off a kilometre... Th- it must be a mile long. Long. It's mad big. Because, I mean, we, we've we strolled along the entire length of it in the past, and I'm sure it's taken us, like, 15 minutes. Yeah. So... Yeah, I reckon. Yeah, that's, that's a mile. It's kind of like it's so big, it probably has its own, like, weather systems. It, it totally has its own climate. Because <laughs> it's, like, it, it's a very long, uh, I guess, rectangular building on, like, an epic scale. And running down the centre of it is the central concourse, like mm. this kind of artery. Uh, Huge corridor, like vast. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's like vanishing. It's like an point. airport turn. Yeah, yeah, it looks a lot like an airport actually. Now you mention it, mm. and then that central concourse divides the north and south halls. Yeah, which I guess if they opened all the dividers, between would be halls. the entire length of the building. Mm. Yeah. but then they can portion it out. Yeah. Into these smaller. It's like sections. we've said before, it's like there's the legendary corridor in the Excel Center, sort of on the on the upper floor. Yeah. There's yeah, a staff right. access corridor that I've been to on occasion. You can so get up I. there at certain yeah. times. And you can see it vanish. It's the entire length of the Excel. It's it an, feels like an optical illusion when you're up there. Yeah, because, it doesn't feel right. No, because you're not supposed to see a single corridor that yeah. doesn't curve or bend or, or cut away at some point for that long. Yeah. And yeah. it's like watching like a vanishing, like an exercise in vanishing points like in front of your eyes. And you feel like you're seeing something you shouldn't be seeing, like yeah. non-Euclidean geometry. It's like you've stepped out of a regular universe into like the developer access yeah. regions of the universe and they weren't imaginative at this point so they just went cut and paste cut and paste it's and like that bit in the Matrix you know the the films that they didn't make yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. the one where he goes through like a back door and he's in that place full of doors and he pops out into another one where he's in that sort of place where he fights yeah. that Chinese dude it actually is yeah it's like that corridor yeah. it's just it infinite. is it is creepy that corridor it is the few times Genuinely I found myself is. up there it's like, I don't like it yeah no it's weird it messes <laughs> with my brain pan and there's been uh, with my uh, mind grapes because that's a weird one isn't it like that magical corridor is elevated isn't it yes so you yeah. can look down there are little windows that show. let you look down onto the halls and normally like you could look down I, to be fair I'm not sure if I've ever actually been up it like I've maybe seen Don't. photos of it but when you look down you can look down into all the halls and sometimes you know when we go for an event there are simultaneously other events happening and they've portioned off yeah sections of the hall because we were there for the London Super Comic Con mm. back in March there and were there was three other shows going on there, there was like a smoke there was like a vaping and yeah, smoking yeah there was the tobacco industry and then wasn't there show. also like like a mother care baby yeah. and mother show as well but then there was also like a car show a classic yeah, car, a classic show. car <laughs> show and not to like scary side but there was a lot of like men in like uh, one of those like jackets with like the, the sheep uh, sheepskin like the aviator jacket yeah, yeah like, like, like pilot's jackets a lot of yeah. like uh, men in their 50s in, in uh, aviator jackets kind of looking very bemused at all the cosplay people <laughs> <walking> <laughs> Horrible, aren't they? Because it's like, oh yeah, yeah comic convention, very geeky. I and mean, you've got all these guys looking at like a, I don't know, like a 1952 Daihatsu sledge. Everyone's going, love the Daihatsu sledge. This is the one with a 19.2 carburetor slack jaw uh, Diet Coke. 12 gauge triple CC interchange mode. And love the, the, the triple width cup holders. Yes, love those. Yeah. But this is the this <laughs> is the played. weird thing, you know, for a, a cultural aside for a moment. This is the odd thing about geek culture in general, isn't it? We are geek culture. Yeah. You know, we get incredibly obsessed about fictional universes that have no real relevance to the real world. 
and that is our, that is the nature of geek culture. But it's you know it's fun, and there's a community. Why aren't like football nerds or car nerds nerds? Why aren't they geek culture? It's you're just, a football fan. Yeah, you're not a football. nerd. Yeah, it's a very yeah. careful choice of words, isn't it? It's like, oh, we're a fan, so that's cool. But if you're a nerd, then you're not cool. I'm a comic fan. But it's it's it, it surely it's just. It's people thing. filling the same part of their brain with a different Definitely. thing. Definitely. Yeah. Because There's my no uncle difference. can identify a, rank, a type of car from the wing mirror. Yeah. It's like, why is he not a geek? And I know people. I love you, who... Uncle Ian, if you're listening to this, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I know people who can, like, quote, who scored, like, the third goal in a match, like, 10 years ago or something. It's like, you know. How how is that not nerdy? I'm sorry, that's incredibly <laughs> nerdy. I can't remember like comic characters in comics ten years ago. Like, jeez, <laughs> it's like if someone goes like, uh, "Oh yeah, who did uh, who did Captain America punch in uh, issue seven two three? I just go, oh, <laughs> the bad guy <laughs> <laughs> himself. Poor. It's a trick question. Yeah. He knows. He really knows his he comics. Punched Gaza. We didn't have a any... famous crossover between football and comicdom. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't have a uh, we didn't have any uh, companions. In at this uh, convention, did we? It was we had the entire show to ourselves. Yeah, the, yeah, the entire yeah. Excel Center. Yeah, sorry, the entire hall to ourselves. Taken we're talking about geekdom, yeah. not just Big Punch Studios. Yeah, like, we, we were very was, lonely. It wasn't the Big Punch Studios. Not only did we have no, <laughs> no competition, <not> there was no <laughs> customers. Big Punch Con is uh, is next year. Get your tickets now. Woo. But there was bizarrely a uh, exam, like a GCSE exam, going on. Yeah, there was. On the there Friday, was a giant exam. Yeah. Going on they shut off a good chunk of the Excel Center because. I'm guessing like every school in the East End of London was having but how one of their GCSEs. Would you be if you were like doing an exam and then a load of cosplayers yeah. like pour through? I'm pretty sure they, they've probably got grounds for some sort of complaint there. I reckon so. Like, you wander past the, the exam hall, or you accidentally wander into the exam hall, and your cosplaying is like a a sexy space marine or a Japanese or high schooler. <laughs> It's like, oh, I'll just sit down and have an exam. Right? I'll, I'll just sit here by the window. Yeah, <laughs> protagonist window. Protagonist window. A drunk Sonic the Hedgehog cosplayer in like a bikini like, falls in and goes, don't worry, kids, it gets better. <laughs> <laughs> Look at me, I'm 35. Stay in school, guys. <laughs> Mum appears, come on, Terry, we're going back to the show. So obviously, like... Um, so that, that was a tangent. Um, the lure of like MCM London is, it's like the biggest one... In the calendar year. Yeah. And there's two of them. They do it in May and October. But May is bigger. May is bigger. Yeah. yeah. And we, so, and it's three days now and has been since at some point last year. I Friday, think. Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. First time I've done three days. Yeah, you slacked off last year. I did, because still... I had to actually do like employed, paid work. <laughs> You're still working in the school, <laughs> yeah. weren't you? <laughs> Scoff. But we, uh, this time, you know, we were able to, we headed down on the Thursday night and we very kindly, because of course, it's, we're coming from the West Country and it's not, you know, it's it's not like an epic trek. It's not like when we were we were in America and people might travel like seven days with like a handful of salt and and a, and a gun to get like through hike through the wilderness it's, it's to get a to a fascinating convention. Fascinating insight into your thoughts on Americans. Yeah, <laughs> just in general, like it's frontier land. You got like, yeah, like wild out there. Yeah, you got to hunt to survive with salt. And, yeah, I would have uh, thought water would be more useful than salt. <laughs> ah, well, as I learned in Peru, salt is more important than water. Which is what they may have told us when we ran out of water. That was, that was the trip where you got chronic food poisoning, wasn't it? Yeah, you might not have been Your kidneys with failed, a trustworthy group of people. I also learned, if you don't need to go to the toilet, you're not drinking enough. Again, That's I'm fine. not sure that you've got... The Do you know, you know how I'm always trying to get you to drink? Do you think maybe this life and death yeah. event 
in my life may have inspired me to just constantly force water on people. <laughs> we left anyway. as a group of 16, we returned as a group of two. Water pushing. Very well fed. <laughs> a fine collection of shoes that we never talked about. <laughs> uh, but we, uh, it's, it's like a, it's, it's a trek and we're getting older and we tire easily. <sighs> And Tell me about it. We can't, we can't like it's not like the heady days of 2011 where we could go to a convention and then party all night and get up again in the morning. Mm-hmm. Like running a sh- like running a table at a show is very tiring. Yeah, it even is. if you're just yeah. standing there all day. My feet still hurt. Like it's like I've lost the sensation in the soles of my feet. Mm. It's like oh, they're just they're slightly dead. <laughs> we were all complaining. Like pretty much from the moment we sat yeah. at the table, we were all complaining of sore feet. Yeah. It's just, it's just the floor is so hard. And it's, I mean, it's just solid poured concrete, day. and they yeah. put a little bit of very thin carpet down. That does nothing. That's probably nothing. all the gout was suffering from as well. No. No, that can't be helping. Put down the red wine. No. <laughs> the other one. A little bit of gout. I need, I need there. more. I need more gout to cushion the joints. <laughs> <laughs> mm. uh, but so to kind of like break up the weekend and keep us, I don't know, like sane, alive, healthy, semi-healthy, we did the trip in two. In two kind of steps, two two legs, if you will. So we've done this a few times now. Yeah. But on the Thursday night, we got down to the near side of London. Yeah. Where we uh, West spe- End. West End. West Side. And we <laughs> and we spent the night in my dad's uh, apartment, which yeah. is very nice of him. That's so uh, Nick and I were sleeping on the floor. Woo! As Yay. fits there. Their status. Yeah. <laughs> and we know who runs this uh, we know operation. <laughs> <laughs> like upstairs, downstairs. Yeah. Literally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Servants' quarters. And then uh yeah, then we got up super early Friday morning and just went straight through the centre of London. It's one of the weirdest drives in the world, that that drive through the centre of London. Yeah. Is it so it's like I mean, as we keep saying, it's fifteen miles. It should not take an hour and a half. If you're lucky. <laughs> hour and a half on a, you know, yeah, it's a on good, a good run. Day. Yeah, yeah, a good run through. And you just pass all of these buildings that you've only ever seen on TV. And they're just there by the road. Like, they're normal things that yeah. just exist in Apparently. the world. See the Queen out taking a walk in yeah. the morning. Yeah, we're walking the corgis. You know, the corgis need a run. Yeah, Liz, oi! 71 Liz. corgis. <laughs> and as a kid, I kind of... I never imagined you could take a car into the centre of London. Mm. I just assumed it was just not a done thing. It was something my parents refused to do. Like, any time we went to London, it was always coach or train. Mm. They would just never drive. I think I believed that, like, you couldn't drive into London. Mm. As if, like, there were roads. Just all pedestrianised. Or, like, there were roads. But they were forbidden. cars were born in London. And cars were born outside London. And never the train shall (laughs) (laughs) They were the forbidden roads. But we kind of, like... it, It is possible. And if you do it in the morning, like... It's, as you said, it's an hour and a half to do 15 miles. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we go straight through London. You go right through, through the core, out the other side into the weird, like, Docklands area where it's curiously empty. So yeah, it's this just sort of weird. It's like one of those designed towns, isn't it? It's like yeah. they've, they've built loads of stuff there, but they've forgotten about the people. Yeah. It's like most, most cities in the UK are natural, organic cities. Like, we don't really have many planned cities here. No. It's like, you know, the, the city is where the water was and the cows went. It's like all the roads were designed by sheep. It's like, you know, it, it, London has a lot of that, but then there's this Docklands area where everything's kind of just placed. Yeah, and it's like a game of Sim City or something. Yeah. Like, just, just plunk it all down. Because <laughs> we, we sustain the uh, Ibis budget, and not far from the Excel yeah. Centre. Yeah. And... You could park up there and we'd, uh, it was, it was maybe a mile at most on foot between the two, mile and a half maybe. Uh, yeah, so the XL Centre. And we used to lug all our stock on trolleys. 
And That's I when think, we had a lot less stock. Yeah. And I remember back <laughs> yeah, when we true. only had like three boxes or so. Yeah. And then, do you remember once like one of the wheels just uh, shattered on my suitcase? Oh yeah, just exploded. Oh, yeah. I went to drag the that damn thing. But you go under like these underpasses and then over like a dirt patch and there, it was just empty there was no graffiti no. even no, no one that's goes the weird to thing. it's places. like yeah not, not even the homeless people of london live in it, the docklands it's it wasn't like... it's not in anywhere it's not designed for pedestrian access no yeah so like we can get we can get there because you know we're resourceful human beings semi-resourceful human beings mm-hmm. but there's no pavements there's no like access paths there's yeah. no like and there's so many times you just come up against a fence it's like i want to be just there it's so three yeah centimeters whenever there are kind of paths fence. and things they just sort of stop yeah just end it's like this is yeah. as far as you go what? what? But, we need, but we need to go further. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of um, wheels falling off suitcases, do you remember that time? Was it? Was it a show in London? Yeah, it was. Um, it wasn't Comicette, was it? Um, it was one of the little London shows that that we used to do a few more of when when we were sort of separate, and I was just the doing tube, the Nick we? Angel thing, and one of the wheels came off my suitcase thing that I was using, and it just sort of lodged and became this sort of lump of rubber that was stuck in like a little <laughs> alcove and it left a line <laughs> black line as you dragged across it the across the pavement London. and then as we crossed the road over as ever crossing just a line across there and there was literally a line all the way from where the wheel broke to about a mile later where, where the venue destination was <laughs> it was, was quite good when we had to go back there yeah it's because like... we could follow it back to the train station <laughs> it's probably still there to this day <laughs> it might be it's like hot thick rubber just laid down on London's surface it's actually how they, re- they lay asphalt yeah they is, just yeah. run a suitcase, suitcase back and forth <laughs> takes ages it's like, like a rubber car filling it in with a crayon <laughs> I like to believe that's what the playground at primary school was like that it's a weird kind of black spongy just loads uh, of black oh crayon yeah like that kind of stuff that's supposed to stop you from hurting yourself but it wouldn't yeah it would absorb like the first two joules of your the energy you hit the ground with. <laughs> well, I, I I lost so many pairs of glasses as a kid because I you know you just got no coordination as a kid. No, just like, well you didn't. Not about my glasses. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> the kid got concussed as well. I think he headbutted the uh, floor at some point. Well, just I mean, to feel alive. Deserved it. Don't go around headbutting the floor, kids. Yeah, yeah. should the other guy, from Nick Angel, that floor. Oh, I saw a fantastic um, sprawling fl- fall at MCM. Like, oh, yeah. Right as the doors were open. Because on the um, was it Saturday, <laughs> was where we went to get breakfast and we got back just as they were opening the doors. So like the crowds were we like... We rode the wave. Yeah, we kind of ended up just joining the crowd and joined the zombie horde as it entered. Because <laughs> this is the crazy thing about MCM is that there's these huge, like... Um, shuttered. Shuttered door- doors. They're not even doors. They're just gaps. Just panels. Yeah, yeah. like it's very <laughs> Tracy Island yeah. kind of thing. And yeah. it just opens up and then you can see, like as you're an exhibitor on the inside, yeah. the hall which at the moment has no punters in at all as the, as the shutter rises you can see these hordes weighing outside and the only thing holding back is this thin ribbon yeah. there's sort of like and then a couple of security guards just going not yet not <laughs> yet not yet and they're also like trained dogs like when do we go when do we get to go because the door's open but we can't there's a bit of ribbon there's a bit of ribbon <laughs> and then suddenly the security guards will go okay and then yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we, please we, we do kind not of... destroy the microphone like that <laughs> We kind of, um, we followed the, the, the first wave in, just kind of snuck through, just managed yeah. to get in. And this guy came around the corner so very excited to get somewhere or other. Yeah, I don't know where he was going. He just, he just skidded around the corner, like drifted <laughs> but this is it. He into was, a bin. He was sprinting so fast that all his weight went forwards. Yeah. And then he just sort of toppled over yeah. and just sort of skidded <sighs> along. It was like a five-year-old just boy at a wedding. Straight into a bin. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Sliding along the floor. And then he just like, in, without even losing momentum, jumped up and was like, I'm okay, and just keeps Carried going. Carried straight on. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's how keen and crazy people are at MCM. Yeah. yeah. And we and as you said, we kind of got 
because we were all set up from a previous day and we came in and we got some breakfast and by the time we went to go back to our table we got caught with the normal people with the muggles because <gasps> normally we get that really special pass around our neck which just lets us go anywhere yeah you feel like a proper VIP you do yeah I think when we went to uh, me and you did MCM Manchester one time yeah it was really hot. It was so and hot. And there was the melty Batman in the rubber suit. There was a guy in a full-on Tim Burton, like, full-on Wongsy Batman suit. The only bit of his skin visible was, like, his chin to his nose. And like someone had turned a tap on, inside, <laughs> just rivers of sweat were pouring out of his face. Just take it off, dude. It's yeah, fine. I mean, seriously, Manchester in July, what were you thinking? Like he, lost, <laughs> he lost, like, a stone in body weight just in that one, that one day. <laughs> You're probably easier to get out of with well, all that true. lubrication yeah, yeah, than it yeah. was to get in. It's like that giant Pikachu suit that we saw. Mm. It was like there was like it was as tall as a man. I think there was a man inside. I hope there was a man inside. A four man. <laughs> <laughs> and then it was like that's just what Pikachu looks like. As wide as about four men standing shoulder to shoulder sideways, and then it's just this big lolloping yellow shape that you could see from miles away in in the convention space but on its back it had that sign that was like please don't kick me (laughs) which suggests that before he'd attached that sign people were just kicking him all day long people putting the boot in just like kick people hate Pikachu people hate Pikachu there are a lot of there's a lot of childhood rage tied up in Pikachu at the end of the day, you, just you like, guys are the Pokemon nuts. So. Yeah. At the end of the day, like they have to cut hack them out of a Pikachu suit. Yeah. Like they, they stab a knife and they run it down. It's the only way. And it's like a cesarean like, section on a Pikachu. beach killer whale. It's yeah. got like. And then he comes like, out and he's like a beautiful butterfly. He's got like wings. <laughs> <laughs> takes off. He's like free. He ascends. <laughs> and, uh, this is how humanity can reach the next level of evolution. <laughs> From inside Pikachu suits. <laughs> well, we know it could be like people serving life sentences for terrible crimes <laughs> get sealed into the Pikachu suits and they're forced to like just bounce their way across a convention they're trying to find the way out but they can't see they can't see anything they do have a team of minders following them yeah. yeah we thought they were like carers but they're probably like the wardens the parole officer they've got like little tasers inside them. the suit it's kind of like a small room and there were just posters all over the inside surface saying stay in character or lots of tiny spikes <laughs> like the chokey. <laughs> okay, like, hey, hey kids, do you want to see Pikachu's electric powers? And they just tase them right over and over again. Don't scream. <laughs> Laugh. <laughs> anyway, wow. sorry, you were saying MCM Manchester. Uh, oh yeah, and all I was going to say is that like uh, I've never felt more kind of more rock and roll, more hip hop. Just kind of like walking up to you are hip hop. <laughs> walking up to that convention center, massive queue of people, and we just like uh, walk right to the front of the queue and goes. Actually, uh, we're exhibitors, and we go all oh, right this way, sir. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, that changes everything. Ooh. Yeah, that's a good feeling. That we made sure everyone saw us as we walked in. Yeah, you know, they must be important. You know, it's the only time in the year that I feel special. So I it's do true, ride actually. it. I ride the wave. But we, uh, what's more, what more was there to say? Yeah, we, we got in super yeah, early on Friday. Yeah, and uh, we had a booth. Booth. And we had a booth. Yeah. We had booth, a, a booth. great big, amazing booth. And at the risk of uh, possibly, you know, we, we, we don't want them to get angry and not to happen again, but we think they gave us some extra space as well. Yeah. Mm. I think like, there might be an extra square meter or two in We it. paid for like X amount, and then I think we got X plus one yeah. or something. Yeah, we, like we that. turned up and there were like five tables in this booth with our name on it. It's like, what are we going to do with five tables? We've only planned for two and a half. Yeah. <laughs> this is our second time having a booth. We've, uh, the previous time we had like a, a square corner one. Yeah. On a, like a floating island out in the o- the greater ocean of the, the show MCM show floor, because it's like we should probably explain. Like MCM is obviously a, a mixed pop culture event. They do 
you got your comics, you got your, uh, do your games, you got your you got your animes, you got your mangas, you got your movies, your you got your YouTubes, you got it, you got it all. And uh, <laughs> comic, but Comic Village is is merely like a small part of that. Maybe like what a push twenty percent, maybe less. Maybe like, yeah, around that. Yeah, because it's a big event. Yeah, and then you know, it's, it, that, yeah, it's the, it's arguably the best bit. Just saying, it, it, well, it is the best bit, obviously. Yeah. But um, it's the only bit of the show I see. When we <laughs> Apart to... from wherever the katsu is, that we... that is true. Yeah. We do make a little migration to the catch the katsu stand, and then come yeah. back. Head to the katsu stand. But like, obviously, in the comic village, because MCM are really quite good and supportive for all indie comic creators like us. You know, we kind of we generally know everyone in the comic village, don't we? Mm. Well, a lot, a lot of people because you yeah. see them at like ev- every show. It's you like always see these con family, these familiar faces. And uh, last time we had a booth last October. We were slightly away from the comic village, uh, like kind of out in the deep ocean of like MCM. But this time we were back in our like spiritual home, which was mm. really nice actually. Yeah, it was. Yeah. We had like this long rectangular booth, kind of two meters deep. Yeah, and nothing behind us. Like it was just the wall. Yeah, there was just, just kind of... like uh, one of the panel rooms was next to us, yeah, wasn't that's it? Right, so... Yeah, I was expecting it to be super noisy. I thought it would be, but mm. it wasn't bad at all. Because they had like a stage in there yeah. and what looked like musical kind of yeah numbers or something like that. The um. The best thing about it was, like, with our banners laid out the way they were, we had, like, a, a nice, quiet, private space behind the banners, which mm. is a nice change, because obviously privacy is really hard to come by yeah, at yeah. these shows. And uh, if any of us was, was tired or just wanted a break, we just slip behind the banner and have a sit. Yeah, in what we referred to as either the staff room or the conference room. Mm. Yeah. It was lovely, actually. And, of course, we were... It just looked great. I've got to say. I mean, I know I'm biased, but I, th- I think we had a really good-looking booth. This yeah, time we around. did. I think. Yeah, we, I think we did quite well. We put a lot of effort into uh, actually designing it. Yeah, this time around, rehearsing it even. Yeah, like because you'd been doing up doodles and stuff. Yeah, like like sketches for how the the table could. Because it was just one of those things where normally we arrive at a show, and we've got all the stuff. You know, you got all your products, you got your books, you got your standees, you got your. You got your books. <laughs> <laughs> Any. You got your books. You got your stories. Come come see us. Um, anything. Yeah, and then you sort of you get there and you're like, right, okay, well, let's riff this out then, and sort of, wow, oh, that could go there. I could go to that. Yeah, yeah, that'll do. Um, and I thought for the first time it might be quite cool if we actually really like planned it a bit more spectacle yeah kind of. exactly like really thought about it and then and then when we i did a few sketches and we drew some stuff on the whiteboard didn't we and working out where things could all sit and and you built those sort of little shelving units on legs that oh could God, give us a second yeah. tier which was really cool which actually worked really well they did like yeah. they were so shoddy <laughs> you know like my uh, diy skills of the peak of my diy skills was drilling into a gas pipe yeah once. <laughs> oh yeah i remember that yeah, yeah. <laughs> Drilling into the wall. Great times. Hit something heavy. Hit something hard, and it wasn't going in. I was like, "Hmm." And you know, a normal person might have gone, "Well, clearly, this isn't working." Yeah. But no, I went back and got a masonry drill and really went to town on that thing. (laughs) And even then, it still wasn't working. I had to really put my weight behind it. (laughs) And there was like a thunk, and then a. Oh God! I've closest I've ever come to having a heart attack. I think I've killed myself. I've killed the baby next door. I can hear a baby next door crying. (laughs) <laughs> this is all my fault. Yeah, it's terrifying. Yeah, but yeah, because um, you had what was your like uh, seven string layout this time round? You had a big, yeah, it was a bit of a bit of a change. Describe it in this purely audio. Oh medium. goodness! Um, well, it was soundscape. Okay. <laughs> that was basically the essence of that's it. The audio, yeah, yeah, that's, that's the audio. That's interpretive. Yeah. Audio, it was dance. the cough of ennui at the end. <laughs> People were like, "I've had enough." <laughs> I'm done. I'm out. I'm out. Um, well, yeah, uh, it was. I basically printed a long 
thin sort of banner image that sort of formed a, a kind of little diorama backdrop on the table. So it became this little sort of seven string alcove that was about four foot like wide and only about a foot deep. And the sort of book sat inside that, but it created a kind of little, well, diorama is the best word really, like a little setting, a little place that the books could look spotlit in. Um, and then printed on that was artwork, obviously, of like a scene from the book, and then uh, a sort of headline introducing the the, the book itself. And then in front of that, you had your the seven string model and your little standees. Yeah, little Zach and Net. Zach and Net, yeah. who uh, I think are going to become con regulars now because people really like them. Yeah, because yeah. you, you you actually went for like it was actually like a really sleek minimalist look that was what i was going for because a a big thing i kept thinking and something we've talked about extensively before in terms of like the psychology of laying out your table is the more stuff you have on it doesn't actually look as impressive as you think it would like you think oh yeah we've got loads of books people are going to be blown away by the amount of stock we have they'll come over they'll find something for them uh because there's so much variety but the truth is they don't know where to look and so rather than coming in having a look at everything and then choosing the thing that appeals to them they're overwhelmed by the initial amount of stuff and so don't bother at all. Mm. So I, I figured that maybe the best way to in some way combat that was to was to sort of make it look like there was less there and make things look like they had their place and their spotlight. And so your eye was literally just drawn to something. It's funny, like... everything. Uh, when you get, like, a Comic-Con, like, uh, say, uh, retailers. So yeah. you get, like... Um... Oh, I don't know, like... Uh, like some... Viz Media or something. Yeah, like, yeah. they tend to, like, really... Just pile the books up. Because I guess they have quite established licenses and stuff but yeah but also yeah. like the kind of people who'll be buying from them are going to be going over to find the next book in the series they're reading so for example like i did i, w- I wanted to get my next one piece book um i knew that it would be on this table so i spent like three or four minutes at the table working out where the one piece stuff was then when i, when I found it i worked through it until i got the, 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 the volume i didn't have yet bought that carried on so yeah it's very much more of a sort of like they're established. People will come to them because they know their books are going to be there. Whereas in our case, people, yeah, people don't know us and we're hoping to catch their eye. Mm. We want browsers. Yeah, exactly. It's like you yeah. want to attract and encourage people to just pick up the book and browse. I noticed something this this uh, weekend particularly. Nobody was picking it up until you gave them permission. It was <laughs> this weird polite. thing of like everybody Very was polite. waiting for you to say you can look at the books Feel before they pick anything free. up. Yeah. And some of them were even like surprised when I said, please look. And they yeah. were like, Really? Yes. It's like, who's been telling you that you can't look at the books? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe something to do with the fact that, like, MCM in particular draws a massive crowd of maybe, like, anime fans Mm. who, and again, I don't wish to generalise, you know, are not, don't seem to, however, be massively familiar with, like, the comic con side of things. They're more used to seeing, like, merchandise and stuff like that. So they generally are quite polite in a weird way almost like reserved mm. they don't want to like come over and bother you yeah and then they're like and then when you give them permission you know because a bit i think our big kind of like the thing we do really well at, i feel is when people come over that they're drawn over by the stand they look at they look at what we have to offer and they go like and they seem interested and then you know we give we say we never do the hard sell yeah we, yeah we never do the whole like hey come over here or like try and catch someone's attention before they've started coming over I mean, the most i'll do when someone comes to the table is say feel free to have a flick through yeah and then if i get any sort of vibe off them that they're quite happy to be left alone then i will oh I, yeah yeah i do not i do not feel the need to force someone into buying something or even just like try and force someone into buying something just because it's a sale and they're at yeah. the table and if they walk away empty handed then i failed you know i don't see it like that cuz you cuz you want to create a fan yeah, you don't want to. If they just... don't like it, I don't, I don't want them to buy it. You know, yeah. because it's, it's one you could sell to someone who does like it. Exactly. We do quite limited print runs. Yeah. in general. Oh, comparatively, so, yeah, yeah we're like, not like printing millions or we, we, tens we, of thousands. We would like to turn every 
volume one of seven string that we sell into someone buying volume two of seven string. And yeah. they're not going to do that if they feel that we've somehow forced them to buy something they don't really want. No, we, definitely we, not. Yeah. We rely on series. We rely on return customers and yeah. people wanting to come and talk to us again. Yeah, and I'm, I'm really proud of the fact that I think our if someone comes to our table, I think they're going to find a genuinely very welcoming environment, so. really. And I, and I, I think like those strongest moments are when they ask, well, what's this about? We tell them, you know, the plot of Afterlife, I think, the plot of Seven String, something about BPM. And, you know, they, you know, you see like their eyes light up and they go, oh, yeah, I like the sound of that. Yeah. You know, I think we never force it. And I think yeah, we let them, they let them come, uh, come to us in their own time, which is nice, actually. Definitely. And I think we did really, I think we did really well. We, um, because you had, you had your new seven string layout. I did. I'd made these rather shoddy MDF. They look uh, fabulous with tablecloths on. Yeah, yeah once, once they're did. covered, it's fine. <laughs> they served the purpose brilliantly. Went to home base, I bought like four M, not, they weren't even like MDF. Not even like MDF, plywood, they're like, yeah. Or like corkboard. They're or like, almost like plastic yeah. kind of. Oh, like uh, veneered kind of, yeah. Yeah, like really, really cheap shelves. <laughs> it's almost just like, like sawdust pressed into yeah, a shelf chipboard. shape. Chipboard. Yeah. yeah. And then I drilled four holes in each, uh, put a couple of hinges in them. So the idea that... I like how you're demonstrating this with your hands. Yeah, yeah again, again, it's a Kind very... of like a, a crocodile's mouth. Yes. Imagine a crocodile's mouth. Imagine that for with a second. No Imagine me and made making that shape with my hands. Yeah. yeah. And then we got some dowling. This. And uh, yeah, it's... but of course like, I had like an 18 mil drill head, but the, the, the dowling was like 19 mil, so I just had to wobble <laughs> it about a bit. So none of the holes were perfectly circular. But it worked. That's what really matters. <laughs> and we got some of that much needed verticality yeah, yeah. Because our, our ultimate goal is to build a wall between us and the customer so we don't have to yeah. uh, engage. And we don't even have to go to the show. It's one, yeah, it's an excellent And we'll employ a four members of staff to just turn up, build the wall, and then leave. I kind of assumed we would just make a recording, an audio recording, <laughs> and we would use an algorithm to calculate every possible... Like inter yeah. possible Question, interaction, interaction. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we say the same things over and over. We do. And over I, again. I, I say the same damn thing over, over and over. You've been over saying the same thing for like six years now. Yeah, no, I just, that's why I phone it in so terribly. Yeah. I'm just, uh, <laughs> it's like I'm, I'm there in body, but spiritually, I'm just dead. Yeah, can, like, you can home, tell from the eyes. We can like home alone it, shark-like uh, eyes. Yeah. Sort of just home alone it, like just cutouts of us on wheelie little platforms going up and down. We really could array of strings and weights. Oh my god, we really could. That'd be amazing. Maybe one show we'll do that. See how it goes down. If it goes think, down better, if we sell more when we do that, then that's a new strategy. I think the next upgrade to our um, con presence is definitely going to be yoga mats. Oh, or just, just on the floor just behind something the table. Like, or just, we could, like, like your, I liked your suggestion of we just go buy a whole load of those love pillows and just spread them on the floor yeah. and stomp all over them. It'd just be so comfortable. <laughs> somehow love yeah. they'd still be treated with more respect than their original purpose. <laughs> Stepping on some waifus. So, so why, why yoga mats? I assume you're not going to be saluting the sun no, that might be fun, but no. Um, just Explain. Just it's it's the extra padding. So you're going to stand on them, is what yeah, you're saying. Basically, yeah, basically, I want I want to pad the floor so that it's like my feet a don't thick try to separate behind. themselves into constituent parts again. That mm. is like that is a pro strat. A lot of yeah. people have been talking. Suddenly, you you go years not hearing anything, yeah. and suddenly everyone's like, "Oh yeah, I always yoga mat." The I comic think, village is alive with yeah. stories of yoga mats. I think it's just that. Presumably everybody is getting older the same way we are. And everybody's <laughs> feet are not older. up to standing for nine hours of the day It's anymore. funny how much your knees hurt at the end of it. Like when we got back last night about 10pm, uh, my right knee was just it just locked up. It was horrible. It's absolutely horrible. And I mean, you could, you know, as we hinted at the start of this podcast, we're all broken in different ways. Yeah, I'm still very <laughs> conscious of my eyeballs. Emotionally. 
We're just financially. L- financially. <laughs> financially. We're just lolling gently on the sofa. <laughs> uh, so I guess like the final, th- I mean, yeah, we're, I think in general, we're just very happy with, it was, it was a great show. show. It was, was a great. really good show. Yeah. I think it was ultimately my, my favourite MCM ever. And I'll tell you what, um, we uh, played a great round of cosplay bingo. We potentially did our best round. Of oh yeah, bingo cosplay ever. bingo was awesome. So for for those who don't know, cosplay bingo is a game that is, is a great game to play for exhibitors at big shows when there's a lot of cosplay, a lot of cosplayers wandering past your table. So what you do is you draw a grid. Generally, we go four by four or five by five, and then in every square, you uh, you write a character from a popular geek me- uh, media, preferably you know. before the con starts. Yeah. Oh yeah, you have to. No, no. It's oh, slightly yeah, cheating yeah, if you you've seen them already. Yeah. Yeah. So you want to chuck in some classics. You want to chuck in like your Captain Americas and your Deadpool's and your Harley Quinns. Your Naruto's. Your Naruto's, because they're definitely going to come wandering by. But then you also want to put some challenges in there so that you have something to hope. Oh my goodness, I hope that we see an um, I don't know Tardis dress. Actually, that's really common. Yeah, well. yeah, that's really common. Uh, well, we've tended to like we like to throw in a few curveballs, like, yeah, because uh, because we've been to enough cons where we kind of know we've seen it all. the tropes, the sort of stuff yeah. that's going to turn up. Because yeah. like uh, like a classic example is like uh, mashup cosplay. Yeah, mm. yeah, where we take two things which probably have no business being together and just kind of stick them together. Yeah, like yeah. it's it's like My Little Pony and uh, Game of Thrones yeah, or, or something Dr. Like Jean-Luc yeah. Picard my little throny yeah <laughs> my little throny or um, steampunking it like steampunking yeah steampunk anything. Iron Man or yeah. something yeah. Like, uh, in fact that's been a lot bingo thronies and uh, Pega Daenerys sisters <laughs> <laughs> incest is magic <laughs> <laughs> oh <Uh-oh. laughs> Um, so, so yeah, and then every time we see one, and it has to be verified by another member of the you team. You have to have at least two yeah, people, yeah. and it has, it has to, to be come at the by table. the table. Yeah, yeah. have to come by the table. It doesn't work if you're miles away and you no. see something. No, you can't come back and go, oh, I saw a really good, you know, Ape Escape lead character. <laughs> Ape Escape. <laughs> Ape- Ape- Speaking Ape- of obscure video games, though, like, there's been years uh, that we have never seen this character, and then at the very beginning of the show on Friday, there were two Crash Bandicoots walking past the table, and they weren't like friends, they weren't in the same group. But they're about Two a meter apart. Independently dressed as Crash Bandicoot. It's like you you, you were sort of geeking out over the beautiful Joe. That yeah, came by. <laughs> there was a beautiful Joe. He wasn't on our bingo, no. but no, it was amazing. I think I know I'm getting increasingly out of touch when I recognise less and less oh, of the yeah. cosplay I oh, see. That's Particularly the anime now. I have no idea. It's like, I, I can't tell if this is an original character that you'll just happen to be dressed as. Yeah. If it's a mashup, if this is an actual Well, that's a wild thing. card as well because a lot of people might... Uh, you know, like, mashup cosplay is a thing. Uh, people tend to now do, like, OCs. They're mm. dressed as their original character. Or they're dressing as, like, a concept, you know, or they're dressing... <laughs> yeah, you have people dressed as, like, Tumblr. Yeah. We, I remember a couple of years ago, we had Web 2.0 come by the table. Mm. And there were like six of them, and they were dressed as like Facebook, Tumblr, Twitter. <laughs> yeah, but like, what if you, but the thing, like, what if you think, you see a character, you see someone go by your table, and they've got like green hair, like a mechanical arm, a sword, like what looks like an arc reactor in their chest. Thigh high boots. Like your thigh high boots, fishnet stockings, and like Doc Martens. Fishnet balaclava. And you think, like, oh, Maybe that's like the lead character from a hit new anime. Yeah. But in reality, they could just... You know, like, who are you cosplaying as? And like, I don't know. <laughs> I just, I just like, threw a few random things together. And then there was the brilliantly confident, about 55, 60-year-old man, just wandering the show topless. Yeah. He wasn't oh, dressed as anything. Really? Yeah, there was just a dude. He was just, you know, grey hair. He had a, a, a satchel over his shoulder. 
no, letting no it all hang out. Yeah, yeah. never. Was well, like there's a guy who always comes dressed as like a barbarian. It's like Conan the Barbarian or something. Oh, he's like super yeah. ripped. Yeah, yeah, he's hench. Like, <laughs> oh, speaking of which, but like, I wonder if that's like the only way he feels comfortable. Like the rest of the time, society requires him to wear clothes. Yeah, but he's bursting out yeah. of them always. Like, yeah, he's <laughs> just <laughs> popping out. And he looks like he was born into the wrong time period. Yeah, yeah. Like, if yeah. He, he is if a barbarian. You, if you saw him charging across a battlefield. Like with a man's leg, man's severed <laughs> leg with a nail through it as a weapon. <laughs> but also, didn't like there was a. I want to say there was a guy cosplaying as like a Super Saiyan who won by the table. Great big, you know, the, the blonde, blonde hair, wig, yeah. wig, topless, yeah. right? Good God, just this kind of like Adonis, like you know, like the most muscular man I've ever seen. Yeah. Not an ounce of fat on him, and he's just and he knew it as yeah, well. He's like, look at me, yeah. all right. It was hard to hate him because yeah. like. Like like a like a, a rich mahogany desk. Like. I can I can admire craft craft work when I see it. I'm like, fair play, sir. You've you really crafted those. Apps. You, yeah, but the question is, I couldn't work out whether he was clenched constantly oh, to maintain yeah. the definition because it, it was like I could, you know you could use him as an anatomy lesson. I like was convinced single that he had actually got an assistant to uh, gradient shade all of his muscles. So that he has the muscles, but then he also like enhanced the muscles with some ah. airbrushing on his actual skin. It's like a lot of characters. They do that in films a lot. Though. They do, yeah, yeah, exactly. Really? Yeah. Mm. Oh, oh. Spider-Man, the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies, like famously, he was quite ripped for the part. But when they put the costume over his muscular body, it kind of hid a lot of it. Yeah. Because of course, like, it's like, it's like just latex, fabric. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So they sort of shaded the fabric where his muscles were to make to make yeah. him look, look hench again. It's, like, it's quite famously, um, Kira Knightley is constantly having shadowing done on her mm. chest because she has no boobs. Mm. And so, yeah, it's like in... Um, Hollywood producers can't handle this. she's shooting the bow and Yeah, well, yeah. I think King that's Arthur. actually... Yeah. Part of that is CGI, but in it's actually in, like, um, Pirates of the Caribbean, where she's wearing, like, that kind of low-cut ball gown thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's all airbrushing and really? fake tan. Because, oh, you know, that's that's just a woman who does not grow boobs. That's yeah. fine. <laughs> it's like... I do a similar effect with my moustache. I just yeah. paint it on every morning, actually. Yeah. Or I do it in green. I do it in post. <laughs> yeah, you're wearing a green moustache all day. <laughs> <laughs> but when people remember it afterwards, <laughs> insert the moustache. Green screen memory, yeah. yeah. Um, cosplay. What was like... Um, what was a highlight? Can I, what was like a really, cosplay cosplay highlight? A really good cosplay? Because uh, this is a thing that uh, we started at MCM Birmingham because we just decided that it was cheating basically to put Deadpool or, or Harley, Harley Quinn in the cosplay bingo. So instead, There's so many of them. Yeah. So instead, we just started a tally of who's going, who is going to be more Deadpool's or Harley Quinn. And then you have to choose your side. Yeah. Because yeah, we had mini, we had mini games yeah. this time, didn't yeah. we? We did. Yeah. And yeah, Ali and I picked Harley Quinn and. About halfway through Saturday, Nick just gave up. I didn't have any say in this, because I think by the time we gave up, if we'd honestly tallied all weekend, I think we would have drawn. I don't think so. There is just an unstoppable torrent of Harleys this time. And so many subcultures of Harley. Yeah, there are so many variations on Harley Quinn. That's are you why she's movie a good Harley? Sort of a yeah, are you New 52 Harley? Yeah. Are you classic Harley? The Arkham Asylum Harley? Are you steampunk yeah. Harley? I'm pretty sure I saw a Deadpool Harley as well, which would have given us a point. Yeah. We, saw, we, had, we, had, we had Baby Harley. Yeah, so I remember baby like, Harley. that one ticked two off the co- cosplay bingo because yes, we had Baby in a costume. Baby There's cosplay. Baby hero. There's Hurley Harley. He From lost Lost DC crossover. <laughs> <laughs> Hurley Harley. Charlie Harley. The it. Charlie Chaplin Harley crossover. <laughs> but it's, the it's Space like... Marine Harley. He was always going around. Yeah, really Space Marine Harley. Burley quite, Harley. Yeah. That's not even a joke. <laughs> Early Hardly Harley. Harley, Hardly, like, yeah. Just, uh, <laughs> just a pair of disembodied legs walking around. <laughs> I saw a guy who, and again, I'm not sure if this is just, if it was a cosplay or if it was just, I've got a 12 foot sword 
Yeah, and the big. It looked like it was wrapped in cling film. It was it? massive. It was a big old sword. It was a big old sword. It was really big. It was a I big would not sword. want to be carrying that around all day. Because even if it was made of polystyrene or something, it would have still been heavy. Yeah, like I imagine it's like a wooden the, pole the, or something. Just balancing it yeah. would have been. It looked like he was struggling. Yeah. To be fair, I think he was yeah. topless as well. Yeah, probably. I noticed these things. I, I was I was entirely focused on the weaponry. I didn't. <laughs> That's what she yeah. said. We had uh, our uh, <laughs> our friend uh, and a lovely person and frequent visitor to the table, Sarah, popped by, and uh, she said uh, that her son was there and he was cosplaying, and I was like, "Oh, cool! Awesome. What's he cosplaying as?" Thinking like maybe Deadpool had yep. a push, maybe he's just got like a a Pikachu T-shirt on, and she showed me a photo on his phone on her phone, and I honestly don't know what he was cosplaying as, but it was the most amazing suit of armor you've ever seen in the world. And, and it looked she, like a Warhammer character. It was incredible. Whoa. It's like, yeah. and, and it's all Sarah's handiwork. She's just that damn talented. She did turn up to Free Comic Book Day this year as Rocket Raccoon. Which is amazing. Like a, like a gun, like sort of six foot long. Animatronic jaw. <laughs> yeah. It was incredible. Animatronic jaw, really? Yeah. And she said like, uh, you know, she needs to take like a nine, a nine month break or something because she's been working on her son's costume since last summer. Jeez. And this is what's so amazing about cosplayers, like particularly the ones who really go all out and go for it, is that they work all year on their costumes. And some of them turn up to a show with three costumes. Yeah, and have a different oh, one they're, for each they're day. They have plans, you know, I'm going to be this character this day, this character this day, and I'm meeting up with these people, so I'm going to I'm going to dress as a character that matches that yeah, group. Yeah, you you'll know. see like a squad. Yeah. It's very educational. If only because yeah. I get, I, when I do say, I love your costume, who have you come as? You know, I get to learn stuff. I always get to learn things about anatomy. I see bits of a human body I never imagined to see. <laughs> Not normally are out in public. No, no. There was one woman who was literally just wearing a bikini. Yep. I don't know what the character was. But she it may was have just come along for a, like, like a swimwear convention or I mean, something like that. got to admire her confidence. And, you know, she could pull it off just walking around wearing a bikini. Mm. But I'm just like, aren't you cold? I'm standing here with like a jumper and a shawl and a hat and I'm cold because this air, air conditioning has turned way up. right at our table. We were under, yeah, we were under like a vent. Yeah. Or maybe like a, some kind of exhaust pipe. <laughs> <laughs> the smoking convention next door is just kind of piped over. <laughs> yeah, I've got to say, like, I think... Um, just thinking back to that smoking convention, it didn't look like a massively happy convention. It didn't. It no. looked dead. There was no life in there. A lot of very fancy stalls. Though. Oh, yeah. awesome! Like stalls. massive, like two-story constructed buildings that have clearly just been like wheeled in and put oh, together. Oh yeah, like yeah, I'd, like it? if they're throwing those out at the end of the yeah. show because I assume they're disposable, like mm. one-use stalls. We could have just like dumpster raided and dragged the entire. <laughs> You'd have lived <laughs> in one of those. Yeah. I imagine you just put wheels on it. And yeah. Could be the new big punch mobile. We also got like, uh, do you remember we were down in the car park <clears> one <throat> evening? I think we just dropped some stuff off in the car before we went to get some food. And under the Excel center is this massive, sprawling, gigantic car park. Yeah. And this kind of like boy racer just suddenly came like squealing up, <laughs> turned around, did a spin, came back down the road the wrong way. And he's just like, zone 10. Like, we're like, what? What, good sir? Yeah. <laughs> zone 10. Where is it? So I, I don't really know. I don't work here. He's off. Just corner some other people down the line. Zone 10. But we can hear him. Like yeah. he, he drove like half a mile down the, down the car park. But the whole place is so echoey. Yeah. We just heard him pull up. Zone 10. 10, 10, 10. <laughs> you were like, you thought he was shouting Zoltan. Like, yeah. He was late <laughs> to the convention. Sort of, some sort of cult uh, scream. Yeah. It might still have been. Zoltan. I mean, I don't know what they were doing in Zone 10 of the XL car park. It could have been a ritual, park. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
we uh, exalted. when we slipped when we slipped away for lunch on the Sunday. There's like a group, one of the halls they'd cautioned uh, cordoned off another hall and it was just empty and that was like the food area. Yeah. Mm. So you know it was like there's food stalls along long, along one end and then everyone just kind of sitting on the floor of this like aircraft hangar eating <laughs> and there's a bunch of Jedi's just beating the hell out of each other. You know, really? yeah, like there were a lot of lightsabers. Yeah, like imitation lightsabers. But obviously, it's still a stick. Really and it still hurts it. if you hurt. Bam, just, bam, bam. Yeah, it's all cool. Give me your lunch money. Yeah, and yellow lightsabers. I'm fairly certain they're not canon. No, they are. But yeah, in which canon? Oh, because well, they're, like, they're, they're in Clone we, Wars. We need Rayman here. Well, there we go. Clone Clone Wars, which I've, I've not the seen. The animated series. The animated series. I don't know what Lucas would have to say about such a thing. I don't think we care. <laughs> the um, uh, weird thing is, like around the Docklands, if you come out of one side of the Excel Center. You've got the fox, which is not a cosplay. That's a pub. <laughs> He's uh, and that's like the immediate go-to watering hole. Yeah. The downside to the foxes is that everyone goes there and it's absolutely heaving. And it's really hard to get in. You can't hear a word. You can't get any food. And even if you, yeah, if you, even if you do get in. I, I, I no the last time I tried to get a drink in there, it took me like half an hour. Oh, and, then they, the and then they demanded my ID. The exhibitors <laughs> always leave. Obviously, after all yeah. of the punters have left for the day. Yes, yeah, so you're late. To so you're always late, and that means the punters have already filled the fox. So by the time we get there, the people who arguably, genuinely need a break, a chance, a food, a drink, it's loaded. That's a common thing. We always I noticed it like the early time, the first few times we went to the Excel Center, is that like the the vast majority of like the cosplayers were maybe like too young to drink. Yeah, and it was often like you know their first time away from home, so you get like this kind of. Be, it's like a green area, a bit mm. of grass out there. Up like, front, yeah. And you get these kind of midnight raves popping up. All these like 15 year old kids dressed as Naruto and like uh, Sonic Optimus Prime. Having the greatest night of their lives. Not like, I'd like to say there's no drink or drugs involved, but. I I saw like a full bottle of vodka just lying on the side of the road, and if I wanted, I could have grabbed it. If I wasn't like just too tired to drink, <laughs> but it always used to be you get all these, you know, like the slightly surly, uh, jaded exhibitors like us who are just so tired, we hate everything. I just want to drink and some food. I want to go back to sleep. And I'm like, I love comics. <laughs> Crying into a pint, and then like across just across the road, it's great big open air <laughs> rave <laughs> happening. <laughs> We 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 tended to head along to like the Novotel bar yeah. if we do have a drink, and which is on like the first floor. It's just down the road a little bit. And it it's... looks out over the the garden party yeah. of cosplayers. We're watching a whole bunch of cosplayers doing the cha cha slide. Yeah, Saturday night. in perfect sync. <laughs> <laughs> Although I felt for the two or three people in the group who didn't know left from right because it's an issue I have myself. You do. It's it adorable. Isn't a, it's an it's an it's an underrecognized disability <laughs> not being able to tell your left from your right no matter how many times you try to learn it. Yeah, but peer, peer pressure. If you're in a crowd of people <laughs> sliding back and forth. Yeah, generally, it, you know, if I'm dancing, I kind of get an idea of which way I'm meant to be going. But uh, that was quite entertaining. In previous years, when we were staying in the closer hotel and we didn't have to like then drive back across London to get back to the, the flat we would uh, we'd wander home after like a few pints and a bike to eat to the, to the hotel and like we're pushing like 11 getting on to midnight and I swear like there's small fires burning yeah. Yeah. and there's like Deadpool's beating the hell out of uh, I don't know I'm running out of funny cosplay jokes here what's an obscure reference I don't know uh, Goku is it? a Goku and a Deadpool just in a circle surround, you know surrounded by Deadpool fight 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 one's got a knife the other's got I don't know a, a dragon ball <laughs> a broken dragon ball he's got a handful of dragon balls <laughs> he's got a sock full of dragon balls <laughs> come at me bro <laughs> yeah, and then the Electric King. 
Yeah, I think who so. rules for a thousand years. <laughs> and I say this every single year, that if some kind of apocalypse level event happened while this convention was on, you know, the plague, there's a bomb, zombies hit, something, and then the, I don't know, 100,000 people in that can have to rebuild society. I mean, can you imagine the world that would emerge? <laughs> it would be amazing, John. It would be amazing. The Deadpool kingdom. <laughs> Yeah, various warring tribes. You'd have all these tribes, uh, yeah, sort of allied to different sort of fandoms, wouldn't you? It's like the Doctor Who is invading. <laughs> <laughs> I think, like you said, as we were walking to get some food, you're like, well, and we passed like these these groups of kids just like you know raiding the local Tesco's and getting as much like cheap booze as they could, and you're just like, oh, the mistakes that are going to be made tonight. <laughs> <laughs> It's a seminal convention experience. Yeah. Whew. Well, now that we have uh, cemented our reputation as the old folk of MCM, yeah. uh, should we move on? Yeah. What are you reading, listening to, playing, watching, or enjoying? So, what's everyone like? I don't know. Reading, watching, playing, consuming right now. So, I you think know, mine will probably what's... be the uh, the quickest because I've oh. been. Very focused on um, essay writing for my masters, uh, so I haven't actually had much time to. Tell consume. us all about the journals you've been reading. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't had much, much time to consume entertaining stuff, but I've been very much enjoying the uh, new streaming output from Loading Ready Run. I'm a, a long-term fan of Loading Ready Run. Nerd. <laughs> yeah, they are the they are the kings of the nerds, kings and queens of nerds. Loading Ready Run. They are uh, for those who don't know, Canadian comedy troupe. They've been doing their stuff for about 13 years now and about two years ago they switched to kind of live stream um, format rather than sketch format Um, and they've just put out a new range of streams and I'm very much enjoying the new stuff it's kind of it's uh, sort of improvisational comedy I very much enjoyed watching Paul Saunders fail to use a braiding wheel designed for eight-year-olds that was quite fun um, and yeah, I'm looking forward to putting more of that into my eye holes once my essays are done. Pouring it in. Yeah. Absolutely. Cool. Yeah. So that, that's, that's kind of what's entertaining me at the moment. Cool. Are we working our way along? Yeah, let's work our yeah. way along. You go next, John. Okay. Uh, well, I've had a massive pile of books next to my bed for ages and I just haven't been touching them. I just, so I finally, finally worked my way through, uh, a couple of Brandon Sanderson Miskborn books Yay, uh, which were okay they're very entertaining uh i perhaps didn't enjoy him didn't enjoy him quite as much as some of his stuff i got the impression they were maybe a little bit more rushed than some of his other books but otherwise very entertaining i read a uh an ian rankin rebus detective novel set in the mean streets of edinburgh so Oof. a bit of variety Oof. i read a short story uh, from Patch- the world of Patrick Rothfuss's uh, King Killer, King Killer Chronicles, uh, which is very entertaining, and I'll have to get around to reading uh, the other ones at some point. And um, I recently uh, dusted off an old game I was playing on the P- I used to play on the PS2 back in the day, Zone of the Enders Two, which I loved, which Alan calls End of the Zoners. Once upon, do you still love? Uh, no, Ali, <laughs> I don't. Uh, back in the back in the day, I thought I was quite good at this game. I thought I was a dab hand at this game. I don't think being good or bad at the game really comes into whether or not you succeed, mm, or whether you enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, like Kojima. Like, because you never quite got good at Dark Souls. Oh, 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 drawn. To be nice. fair, though, he did just try the same thing over and over again. Yeah. Nice for that uh, <laughs> sick burn that just came through. Uh, but no, I, I once loved 
Zone of the Enders 2, thought my old man hands and reflexes could get back into it, and I'm not sure they can, because I'm still in like the first section, and I'm just dying over and over and you over again. You were lost in that warehouse for quite oh, a long time. Oh, that was... That was my that not was madness, Jeff. <laughs> that was nonsense. Utter nonsense. So I'll try. Maybe I will. Maybe I won't. But yeah, that's that's me. That's what I'm consuming at the moment. Well, I um... tell us about it. Angle. <laughs> I uh, I I've just been Overwatch. I've just, it's just Overwatch. You've I've just like, done it. If you imagine Overwatch was a bucket of water, <laughs> I've just immersed my head into it and You've just waterboarded yourself with Overwatch. I have. <laughs> am I yeah. am I sorry pressing down on the back of your scalp while yeah. your head's in the bucket? Yeah, yeah, I think I think all of you guys are actually having a go at pushing me in because you you've done nothing to sort of you know ease me off of this addiction. No, I think you've encouraged it, enabled you as much as I appreciate. I'm I'm deep in it now. Like I'm pretty deep. Favorite. Favourite characters? Favourite places? Favourite... Oh, oh, well, the big thing about Overwatch, which... Um, you know, the game's great. Really, really good. Played the beta because I pre-ordered it, and I've since got the collector's edition, which had loads of shiny, awesome stuff in it. And um, and I've been playing it. And I really love the gameplay, because it's so pick-up and put-down. I can play for ten minutes. And I'm not really a big first-person shooter guy. Like, I don't really play many of those. So that was kind of radical for me that, that I, it actually engages me and I want to play it and I look forward to playing it. Um, but the biggest thing for me that drew me in was all of the work they did around the game, like all the stories, all the characters, all of the world building that they did, all the comics that they released online, the short films that they made, which were amazing. Um, and just this, this real devotion to let's build an entire like new IP franchise, but let's do it all and then just launch it at everyone's faces and just see how they take it. And people apparently love it. And I know I love it. Um, the character designs are It is great fun to watch. Mm. It's, I, I mean, I'm awful at anything that involves a console controller. <laughs> so I've not played Overwatch. I think I'm the only one in the house that hasn't actually physically played. But I've watched the rest... I've watched you particularly and the rest of you yeah. play so much of it yeah. that I feel like I know it. <laughs> but this is it. Like John's so right about the characters. And, and they're, they're all so unique and different in their designs to, to the extent that you see them once and you remember them you remember their names you remember what they look like you remember that, what their powers are and everything um, and yeah, it's, it's just an exercise in genius character design which I can really appreciate as, a, as an artist and comic book creator obviously as well um, so yeah no I mean picking picking favourites is hard because I just love everything about the whole world I think in terms of characters that I play as I, I love Lucio like he's been a recent discovery for me because it was kind of May and Farah for me most of the time. But Lucio has been the last sort of few play sessions. I've just been like, I just love his speed. How would you describe the character of Lucio? Um, uh, Dubstep-wielding DJ warrior. So you're saying he's some kind of like musical-themed... Hero. Yeah. Hero. <laughs> yeah. It's Is weird, because I, I don't know why I would like that. Yeah, because <laughs> he has quite striking hair. Um, he has got striking hair. Cocky attitude? Yeah. Do you wear yeah. headphones? Uh, he does wear headphones. Yeah, quite heroic. Yeah, uh, it's uh, sort of colourful, colourful costume. Lots of neon lighting. Yeah, big baggy trousers. <laughs> I mean, everything about him you wouldn't think Nick Angel would like that. You yeah. Know? <laughs> so it is weird. It's an enigma. Yeah, but yeah guys, yeah. roll with it, okay? Because yeah, I'm baffled. Yeah, it's not. It's not like I. It's not like I'd write a comic about something like that. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> he's awesome. He's really cool. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I'm a, I'm a massive Lucio convert. Have you been reading anything? What, the book? 
just any reading. What are you? What are you? What are you angling towards? Are you... I, we were just discussing our multimedia. I, I, Ali's throwing you a bone. Yeah, <laughs> I, I can't interpret the bone. It sort of hit me on the head and bounced away and landed over there, and I can't really see the bone. Leave it, there. It's, Leave bounced, it. it's bounced off the Overwatch shield. As I made very clear at the beginning of my segment, I, all I've been doing is Overwatch. Like I've read the Overwatch comics. I got the Overwatch source book with my collector's edition. Mm. It's all been Overwatch. Maybe if you drew him a picture, he'd understand. <laughs> what, what do you want me to have read? What should I have read? <laughs> I don't understand what you want from me. Your turn. Okay. <laughs> uh, game-wise, I completely binged Life is Strange recently, oh, which was amazing. Wow. Is it? Should I stick my fingers yeah. in my ear so, in, so oh, you can no. do spoilers? No spoilers, no spoilers. I'll get to um, round playing the rest of it, I will. It was Yeah, I've never played a game like it quite like that before. Um, kind of a sort of point-and-click adventure in a way, things you can interact with as you walk around. Um but I, I do love the um, decisions you make, how it impacts the story, and it's very story driven. It, it is, yeah, and some very clever puzzles. You know, at times you've got to get through a locked door, for example, and you think, how on earth am I supposed to do that with my just being able to rewind time? But it turns out, of course, you can just break the door down, go in, then rewind time, and you've never broken anything because you kind of <laughs> you travel. In space, don't you? Yeah, you travel in time, you not travel in space. In time, not space. Yeah. But it's like, but when you rewind time, you don't end up back. No, back you outside. stay where you are. Yeah. Yeah. So you only travel in you time. You only travel in time. Mm. Yeah. Um, and then since then, I've uh, played Ratchet and Clank. The new one. The, the new, new old one, one. Which is awesome. Um, you're, a, you're, a, you're a long-term fan of Ratchet yes, and Clank. Yes, I love Ratchet and Clank. You're like a hardcore like, fan of Ratchet yeah. and Clank. Like, you really like Ratchet and Clank. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> there were Thank some beautiful environments that. in that. <laughs> I feel yeah, like you were searching amazing. for a better word than fan. Yeah. <laughs> I was, but I really quickly. It's like you're a. It's like you're a. A fan. <laughs> I'd say she's a fan. I'd go with fan. Oh, but no, the um, the um, game design is amazing. There's one city in particular. I can't oh, yeah. remember. What well, it's you actually called. called me downstairs to to look yeah. at it because you wanted someone to absorb the pretty. And at one point, you take you you play it in the um, the ship that they fly. You flying around fighting other ships, and it's so cool. Um, you know, it's it's meant for eight year olds, but <laughs> I'm 28. I'd argue it's, it's, it's a bit for There's an eight in your <laughs> yeah, age that's fine. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can enjoy it twice as much because there's a two in front of the eight in your two age. Two times eight. Two times eight. Mm-hmm. Um, I've also been playing Tropico 5. Which Have was you played free any on... of the other Tropicos? No, no, never. It didn't even know what it was, but it was free on PS Plus. Can you and, follow the uh, plot joining the series like this late? Yeah, it doesn't make <clears> any <throat> sense. No. <laughs> <laughs> Loads of mysterious characters appear and everyone goes, oh! Ali goes, Bo! <laughs> that don't know Tropico 5 is just like a Sim City kind of thing um, but strategy. yes love it um, and reading wise I'm such a bad reader I start books and then never finish them um, but I'm currently halfway through If on a Winter's Night a Traveller by Italo Calvino which is in no way good gracious that sounds classy yeah Ali, Ali's the classy reader <laughs> she is, yeah. well I start them and never finish um, but it's really good it's really meta it starts with um Talk, the the author talking to the reader about how you're about to read the book and how you should you know get a cup of tea and sit somewhere quiet and enjoy it um the whole book's about reading the book isn't but, yeah, it yeah the whole book is about reading books and you well, follow specifically this book yeah isn't it yeah. but you follow two characters who've bought a book 
that has um, chapters of other books in them by mistake. And so chapter the odd numbered chapters are those characters reading the book and the even numbered chapters are the chapters of other books that have been inserted. And so when you then read the next chapter, the ca- characters are commenting, well, that was weird. That didn't make you any know, sense. What happens next? <laughs> so bizarre. Um, I got into it because I read a, an article on The Guardian about the top ten best last lines of novels. And that was one of them. And it Did it just... spoil the last line? That no, article. Well, no, not really, because it, but at the end of the book basically said, you finished the book. <laughs> it the said, line. and oh. so you finished reading If on a Winter's Night by Italo Calvino. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, that sounds weird. Oh. Um, yeah, and if I'm really struggling to get to sleep, I, um, I read Private Eye. Which I subscribe to <laughs> because it's just so dull. Uh, I was going to say that. Uh, uh, no, I do really like the it. Political but political opinions I, um, put me to sleep. I find that unlike Hearthstone, which uh, I could play for hours and hours until the early that'll keep you up early morning. Yes, Private Eye is the way I like to put a full stop on my day. <sighs> so, yeah. That could be their new tagline: Private Eye. Full stop on your day. <laughs> End it now. <laughs> End it here End with it. it. It's Eleven o'clock in the morning. Read it now. <laughs> Uh, just one thing I forgot to mention earlier, uh, speaking of like hit indie games of the moment, uh, we started playing, Lucy and I started playing Firewatch. Yes. And we've just been yeah. too busy to get to finish it, which is a shame because it's amazing. And yeah, we'll get yeah. around to it at some point. Maybe we're like 40% in. Is that the prequel to Overwatch? Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Spoilers, there's fire involved. Oh. So I'm I'm a real sucker for story-based nav- narrative games. Like my my sort of um, favourite game of the moment is Dreamfall Chapters which I'm waiting for the fifth and final episode of uh, I'm hoping it will turn up sometime in the next kind of couple of months they don't tend to re- announce the release date until it's about ready to go um, but yeah that um, I'm going to finish Life is Strange at some point and then I'll find some other very detailed plot to get completely obsessed with we should make um, some time this week like in an evening to yeah. play a game or something because we've got another convention Coming up this weekend. Yeah. Which mm. might segue nicely... Because in, we hate ourselves. <laughs> ...into the section in which we hate ourselves. <laughs> what are you looking forward to? Okay, so what's next on the horizon, then? What's Big Punch Studios got to look forward to? Mm. Well, obviously the big thing is this coming weekend, UK Games Expo in Birmingham, NEC. Say what? So it's, a, it's the first time we've ever strayed away from the comforting embrace of a comic convention... And we're heading boldly into the new territory of a tabletop and general gaming. Mm. Aside from that time, we accidentally booked a table at a taxidermist's convention. Yes. And I just got very skilled all weekend, pretending to be a scuffed 19th century prospector. <laughs> and we, we did sell saw... more comics than we've ever sold. <laughs> yeah, and I've never we felt more loved John, or appreciated. Though <laughs> 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 my mouth got a bit dry for more of a straw. <laughs> anyway, sorry, Games Expo. Yeah, for those who may not know, we made Sandwich Masters. Yeah, card game, monsters. tabletop, uh, sandwich making, competitive sandwich making. The only mm. card, card game, game you can eat. Yeah, don't eat it. <laughs> Please don't eat it. <laughs> Please don't eat it. Well, isn't that guy that eats bikes? Yeah, yeah and some, of the, some of those things. Probably could though. eat it. He's never won a card game though. So. <laughs> fact, we should encourage people to eat it because then they'll buy another copy. Very true. And we Again, do have... the inks are poisonous. <laughs> we do have a card in our game which is a pram wheel though. Yeah. Yeah. Coincidence? So eat yes. a pram wheel. Wake up, sheeple. <laughs> so yeah, so um, so we've got a card game, which uh, was an exciting thing for us to do outside of the realms of comics, mm. um, and uh, we've been selling it at some shows, 
and yes. also obviously online through our site and various other ways like that and in and getting it into stock in shops like comic shops and game shops and things but we made a conscious decision not to take it to MCM indeed we did and that was because we wanted to make MCM very focused on the books and then because we, we knew that the next weekend following would be uh, the games expo which is going to be just have one product yeah a complete reversal yeah all the comics mm. are staying at home we, we have to drive. We don't have to stay anywhere. We can just drive. It's from just home. up road. Yeah. It's not massively far. We just can. Up road. We'll rock up in the car. Like tons of boxes of sandwich masks, a couple of banners, uh, some flyers. Yeah, and yeah. ourselves mm. really. And we need a tablecloth as well. Probably. That's good. Yes, maybe a tablecloth. Yeah. This is going to be the weird dynamic, isn't it? Because we have a table. But that table is going to be used to play on. Yes, it's yeah. not so like normal. Where are we going to stand? Yeah, so we're not going to be sort of. We're not going to be standing behind the table selling. We're yeah. going to be mingling. Where are we going to put all my junk yeah, <laughs> that no, I always shove under the table? Excellent point, actually. Yeah. <laughs> if anyone's lucky enough, if we're lucky enough to let someone play our game, they can hold our junk. <laughs> what? That came out wrong. <laughs> what? <laughs> Regret. And that's why... That's why we're great That's why John is exhibitors. From UK Games Expo. <laughs> Would you like to hold my junk while we play? <laughs> Your Honour. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, but yeah, so I'm psyched about that. That's mm. cool. Yeah. High hopes. Well, my, Big my, dreams. My junk ain't going to hold itself. <laughs> but that's a three day as well, isn't yeah. it? It is, yeah. yeah. So we did a three day show. We have today off because today's a bank holiday, Woo. which is nice. Woo-woo. Three days of everyday muggle life, and then back to the magical convention world of a convention, I guess. Indeed. The magic convention of the convention. <laughs> but of yeah. course, uh, other big punch news uh, BPM issue six. So nearly done. It's coming along very well. And if you're listening to this, then you're one of our patrons or subscribers. So it's on your, on the way to you in a couple of weeks' time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yep. exciting stuff. I mean, and I know. I know, I know, I know I'm biased. You are. But I think this new issue is going to be our best yet. Yeah. I think it just looks awesome. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. I'm very happy with the art I've, I've done, which is rare for me because I don't generally like my art. Well, we've been talking about this a lot, haven't we? Because, you know, you, you your ego needs massaging every now and really then. And I think so. we've all... Because normally we just consult you constantly. <laughs> but for the first time ever, we've been like, this is actually quite good, Nick. This, this yeah, is actually bad. You're not doing, phoning in as usual. You're doing all right. Yeah. <laughs> Big chat. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I am really happy with this one. This is uh, this is good. Yeah, but joking aside, I mean, it does look good. Cookies in, cookies in particular, you've just been knocking out of the park on this one. Well, thank you. I mean, it always looks good. I always like it. But this one in particular is just something great. So, bravo. Thanks. And I mean, across the board, I mean, uh, Verity Glass has... I just can't wait to show up this issue because I think she is going some absolutely astounding work on all. Mm-hmm. Characters are meeting. Hey. It's amazing, eh? Yeah, stuff is happening our in two, all. Our two protagonists are getting together. <laughs> awesome. There's less talking, more doing. Yeah. Stuff happens. Stuff explodes. It's going to be good. Uh, and James State on 99 Swords. Yes, yeah, it, look, it does look fantastic. He's doing a final job, hasn't yeah. he? He has indeed. I've, I've had not much to do with the uh, production of this particular issue of uh, BPM because been I've been busy effort, doing though. other stuff. So I've sort of just, just spaded off a lot of my work. Spaded <laughs> Spaded <off>. in big <laughs> chunks. You David <laughs> spaded all your work off somewhere else. <laughs> but no, what I have what I have seen, it's going to be great actually because it'll be the first issue I can read as a punter in a way. So I've, I've not seen much You wrote of it. it though, didn't you? I, well, I wrote 99 Swords, yeah, but yeah. then John actually put the words of people in. Because I've got this weird thing where I can't write Tyler. 
Like John's just John's just got Tyler's voice in his head <laughs> constantly. <laughs> yeah. So it's like Tell you know I just to kill. I kind of just go like Tyler says something here and then John puts in quip. Tyler um, says something along these lines. Yeah. I just stroll in wearing two pairs of sunglasses. It's like you know smash out a few lines, rip one, rip one off, throw it on the floor. Yeah. We out. But no, James's art looks fantastic. It does, and I'm looking forward to seeing it all come together. Because normally I letter. 99 swords and my letter cuckoos and mm. I haven't done that this time um, no, so yeah I'm, I'm excited to see what it's like it's very, very cool James is doing uh, James did the cover didn't he this time he around did. he did yes now Ali as our, I mean are we running out of colours for the cover we've done like uh, orange blue green I was thinking magenta. next one will be a beautiful brown <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kind of like a neon brown iridescent brown <laughs> neon brown yeah <laughs> Neon Brown is your long lost cousin, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Neon Brown. Um, no, there's loads of colours, loads of colours left to do. I think next time we should do all the colours. All the colours. We've got <clears throat> your blues, <laughs> yellow. Get your blues. We've got many blues. Get your sky blues. Your perfect blues. I guess have a um, black one. Oh, that would yeah. be a good one. Yeah. That's oh. when we kill off all the central characters. Yeah. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> Catamaran turn feral and kill everyone. <laughs> I guess we'll probably be getting uh, asking Verity to do the next cover, will we not? Mm. She hasn't done a cover. She hasn't yet. done one yet, oh. so. So, Verity, if you're listening, this yeah, is. Yeah, uh, start is thinking your brief. what colour yeah, you want. Get on with it. Yeah. <laughs> chop, chop. <laughs> <laughs> what um, do you mean you can preempt all you're going to ask you? <laughs> Crying out loud. And uh, do you want to give a little hint as to where Cat Morang are heading off to? Because you're writing this one, aren't you? I am, yeah, yeah. Um, I, don't so, know, I don't know whether there's going to be any sort of pattern to which of us. Uh, There's Al- no rhyme or Ali reason to Catamaran. No. Uh, right, which issue? But um, but I am writing this one, and uh, to continue on the theme of them travelling wildly and uncontrollably through time as they try and find out how they met, um, they are in the dinosaur times, that well-known scientific era, <laughs> yeah. the dinosaur times. That very, very specific. Really, yeah. really small, finite, <laughs> concisely yeah. defined era, the dinosaur times. Yeah. <laughs> the dinosaur times. Isn't that what dinosaurs read? Uh, <laughs> Took me a little while because I'm stupid. It's like you, you, you dinosaur holding a newspaper. Weather. Oh, something big's coming. <laughs> it's a little bit of a mass extinction humour for you, but <laughs> you'll love it. Too soon. Too soon. Too, too soon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah, I mean that's literally all I know about Camerang. What I was yeah. telling people this weekend at MCM, it's like all I know is the next one involves dinosaurs. Yeah, it does. Mm. It definitely does. And a legendary. Dinosaur person. Yeah, but let's not ruin that. No, that's <gasps> King Dinosaur. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> dinosaur <King>. man. <gasps> yeah. Oh, the dino. What's the name of that anime? Dinosaur King. Uh, dino it was dino King. King, wasn't it? It's Dino King appearing in no, it. No, never. <laughs> Just an insight into our evening. Sometimes we do like to pick a random anime and watch the last episode of it. <laughs> <laughs> we have no idea what's going on. Because we have things like Netflix and Crunchyroll. Um, and yeah, we'll just look at an anime that has a mystifying title. And uh, skip right to the very end of season seven, uh, where everything has reached some um, epic dramatic conclusion, <laughs> probably. But, you know, as far as we're concerned, we're just looking at like a clockwork starship in the sky and like a multicolored cloud of death and like, all sorts of other weird stuff. What's interesting is we watched the last episode of Yu Gi Oh! Zexel. Zexel. The last, and the last episode of Dino King. Yep. Uh, Yu Gi Oh! is about an awesome card game. Where like people summon monsters and junk. Yeah. Uh, Dino King is about it's like Pokemon, but worse. Yeah, oh, way worse. <laughs> and with, with CGI, CGI dinosaurs. dinosaurs. And yet somehow 
like the last episode of each, after like ten seasons and seventy four episodes, was there was a weird similarity. There where, was. Like, they're fighting like Cthulhu in like another dimension. It's like where did this this escalate sure. quickly? But both of them had a clockwork spaceship. In, yeah, yeah, in the sky. Maybe there's just some sort of like template script. Yeah, out there. no one's meant to get that. Far. Yeah, you're not meant to watch that much of it. <laughs> it's not even the creators. It's just got, there's an algorithm that just generates these episodes. Yeah. It's like um, Pac-Man. You know, after it gets past level two five five, it just breaks down. Yeah, it all. <laughs> yeah, it's the kill screen of anime. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez Louise, yeah, it's spectacular. Mm, yeah. So, spectacular. Uh, yeah, what else do we have coming could up, be it. going on? I mean, um, we don't want to go too far into the future. No, no, I mean, we're continuing with our various podcasting yeah. endeavours. I mean, obviously, an amazing reaction to the podcast so far. And, um, you know, um, if patrons, if you're listening, uh, you may want to have another look at the Patreon page because we've jazzed that up to maybe yeah. give a better representation of what we do and what you can get as a backer and you know we really appreciate your support so we want to reward you and I remember that you a... can now get mp3s of the podcasts if you're a patron yeah we send you a, we'll send you a free download link of everything we record I'm working on a new video for Patreon which you be are yeah. soon hopefully and, we got, and you've done a really good like outtake yeah, yeah well. I, think, I feel like the, the blooper reel needs to go up soon yeah, yeah. not to put the cart before the horse but like, yeah. the outtakes are really good yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, so it's going to be a good old month, and I think we're going to try and do these monthly. Yeah, because this yes. exclusive punch cask is something we want to reward our patrons and subscribers with. Yes. And uh, I hope and you consider such, this rambling yeah. as a reward. Yeah. Yeah. As such, remember that you know you are the ones with the direct line to our attention. So if you want us to discuss something yeah, in the punch cast, if you want to suggest something for us to get bitty gritty down and dirty with. Please try and keep it family friendly. Hit us up. Um, maybe we should. Maybe know. we should have yeah. some sort of like, f- like questions forum or something where we can answer yeah. questions and things from people. Or you know, you could suggest to us what yeah. kind of stuff you want us to talk about in the Punchcast. Well, if you want, to, you drop us a line. We're always available to reach uh, either through Patreon. You can send us a direct message there. Uh, standard email address, which is bigpunchstudios at gmail.com. Yeah. In person via pigeon, smoke signals, chuck a rocket Facebook windows, and Twitter. Even if, Facebook yeah, even, if you even want to go, you know, systems. arcane, you know, Facebook and Twitter. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> Break out of a summoning mirror and just a few drops of blood. We're always there. Yeah, we're yeah, always yeah. there. The Palantir. We're never far. Never far from our Palantir. We're not. Um, we're not Palenta. <laughs> oh yeah, that's a it. Bowl of, yeah. A bowl Summon of Palenta. I do Palenta. love. Palenta. Yeah. I do love Palenta. Actually, now you've said it. We are not Ouija board enabled, though. Oh, no. Because it doesn't connect to our router. No. We keep having problems with that. <laughs> our router. <laughs> the seventh layer of hell. <laughs> Otherwise known as Virgin Media. Oh. Oh. BT household. Not yeah. sponsored. Yeah. yeah. Not a sponsor. Well, look, no. on that note, have we have we smashed out all the knowledge bombs? I think I have all the talking around? duns that I can handle. Mm. Let's go to sleep. Yeah, we don't want to talk about it all. I mean, there's going to be future editions of this. Yeah. What? Oh. What? Yeah, we have to do this again. Uh. <laughs> so I guess next time you hear from us in a month's a month's time, uh, we'll be in a post BPM six world. Mm, and we'll make, tell you all about the game. Commentary on it. Or something. That would be nice, actually. Yeah. No, we don't do spoilers beforehand, but we can yeah, absolutely yeah. talk about it after the fact. Mm. That's gonna be exciting. Mm. Groovy. Yeah. So I guess this is goodbye. 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 Bye, everyone. This has been a Big Punch Studios production. Thank you for listening, you wonderful, wonderful people. Yes, you. You know who you are.